0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Right Side with Doug Billings. Thank you for watching and listening wherever you are. We are on all of the major podcast platforms around the world, most of them. Search us out on whatever your favorite podcast platform is. Apple Podcast is a popular one. We've been lucky enough to be rated, in only a year doing this, number seven in the United States on podcast for news commentary. And in Europe, all of our friends over there, we are blessed and honored. So many of you have on the YouTube channel come over and left messages saying how much you support me and the program, President Trump, uh, patriots all around the world. Thank you very much. And I just need to quickly mention my friend and a friend of the show, the Commander's Artist, the commissioned artist of General Mike Flynn himself. He's created the banners for the program, our logo and so forth. Go to his website, thecommandersartist.com. Look at the patriotic prints that he has. And he's he's told me that if you mention my name in the show, The Right Side with Doug Billings, you've got to mention that when you place your order. He's got the discount already set up there on the website. All of the prices you see are discounted for this program. So head on over there, thecommandersartist.com, check them out. Take a look at those beautiful prints of patriotism and love of country and love of Trump. All right, so tonight I've decided that this is going to be our first class in getting you your doctorate in intellectual maturity. After taking several classes with me, your illustrious professor, your professor of intellectual maturity, we're going to be able to walk you away with a doctorate in intellectual maturity and hope, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. So to begin today's first class, I want to begin an exercise with you in what I call discovering evidence of the obvious, all right? We all know that President Trump gave his quote-unquote farewell speech tonight. Now, you see, when I, go, when I say it like that, his quote-unquote farewell speech, liberal heads around the planet begin to explode. What do you mean his quote-unquote farewell speech? It was his farewell speech. He's out of here. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on just a minute. Let's do a little exercise in discovering evidence of the obvious. And as you are a professor, I want to just present to you some questions. I'm not necessarily going to give you the answers to the questions, but I think that the way that I pose the questions to you, evidence of the obvious will begin to become clear to you. All right. So here we go. And this won't take very long at all, depending on how many commercials YouTube puts in here. (laughs) I know I've seen your messages. Number one. The election, evidence of the obvious, all right? Now, think about it. Who do you really think won the election? Now, come on, really? Who really won the election? I'm appealing to those of you who have any sign or semblance of intellectual maturity. Those of you who saw the videos, those of you who have heard the news of the Dominion voting machines and how they were corrupt, hacked, votes transferred, all of the sworn affidavits, hundreds upon hundreds of them, that were presented by Rudy Giuliani and his team. Oh, but Doug, there were 40 cases presented to court, and all of them were refuted, all of them turned away by the judges. Liberal judges, yes, but B., None of them presented by Trump's team. Okay, now, just forget the courts. But I want to say this for all of you who freak out and say there was no evidence. um, Sworn affidavits in a court of law are evidence. But I just want to ask the question, who do you really think won? Come on, be honest. Number two, we'll come back to that in a minute. Number two, on your quest for your doctorate in intellectual maturity, if big tech, Twitter, Facebook, whoever, if they really thought and think that Biden won, why in the world did they shut down President Trump's Twitter account? his Facebook page. Why did they shut down anybody and the conservative side who had amassed huge audiences who were influencers on social media? Why were they shut down? If Biden won, who cares? Well, because they're going to incite violence. We'll get to that question also, class. Hang on just a second. What about this? Let's assume that the National Guard, who are in mass and in force in Washington, D.C., let's assume they're there just to protect, you know, Joe Biden and and do a little bit of crowd control, you know. Do you really think, evidence of the obvious, do you really think that there's a need for almost 40,000 military troops in the city basically a size of your fingernail, to guard an inauguration? Really? And the walls, the fences, the razor wire around all of it? I mean, I know that chaos in the Capitol caused them a little concern, and we'll talk about that also. Uh, no. There's more troops in Washington, D.C. right now than there is in all of Iraq or portions of the Middle East. Why were National Guardsmen and women sworn in by U.S. Marshals to be able to make arrests? To my knowledge, I'm not aware of very many, if any, National Guardsmen sent to a town to be on guard have been sworn in to make arrests. Evidence of the obvious. Just a question on our quest toward your doctorate in intellectual maturity. I don't think there's been any other riot-controlled National guards situations where they've been sworn in by U.S. marshals. Why did seven governments, another question for you to ponder, why have seven governments around the world shut down without notice within a couple of days of the inauguration? And by the way, why is it, you suppose, that these countries are linked to the Dominion Company and the voting machines? Do you think they know something? Do you think that they might think that they're in trouble? And ironically, lastly on this question, students, all of the countries that have shut down, had a purge of their membership in their legislatures, etc., all of them have ties to the Biden crime family. Hmm. Things that make you go, hmm. What's up with that? Why do you think that happened? Evidence of the obvious I'm presenting to you as we just try to look at the night's affairs and understand the surrounding events leading up to this supposed inauguration that we're going to have tomorrow. For some of you today, our good friends in Europe are just waking up. How lucky for you, you get to wake up and see this, your first class in your pursuit of your doctorate to intellectual maturity. The next one I want you to ponder. Blackouts in Italy and the Vatican. Hmm. Whose countries, I wonder, were involved with satellite systems that are now linked without doubt and without question to manipulating, manipulating Dominion system voting machine tallies? Oh yes, it's Italy and the Vatican. Look up. Da Vinci Satellites, owned by the Vatican, leased by Italy, Dominion Voting Tally Manipulation. Do your research, students. After all, you're on a pursuit of a doctorate to intellectual maturity. The second impeachment, or the first one for that matter, just last week, why do you think That it was so important for the United States House of Representatives to rush through another impeachment. Within a matter of weeks before Trump, uh, days just before Trump leaves office. We've got to get this impeachment through. It's imperative. Trump caused insurrection. We have got to do something. The American people demand it. Why? He's leaving office in 10 days. Things that make you go, hmm, what do they know that makes it so imperative that this president is removed from office and impeached a second time with the intent to be convicted in the Senate? Because if that's accomplished, if he's convicted in the Senate, President Trump would be rendered ineligible to ever again hold public office, elected office in the United States. You see, the driving force behind both impeachments and, in fact, behind everything that the, that the Communist Socialist Party approaches President Trump with is driven by one thing, and one thing alone, ladies and gentlemen, and of this you need to be clear. The only thing that drives the Communist Socialist Party's relationship with President Trump is catastrophic fear. Fear of what he can do to them. Fear of what he can reveal about them. Fear about what he knows about them. That's it. Evidence of the obvious, ladies and gentlemen. Next one. In the age of COVID, you know, today, January 19th, is my one-year anniversary of this program. I left corporate America like many of you covid affected my career and I decided that I as I looked at the world the world not just the United States and friends and and, and people that I've met online and by virtue of your messages the Sudan Poland Germany New Zealand Australia Canada Mexico Ireland and England, the 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 home of my ancestors, France, Netherlands. I could go on and on, and I I'm, I'm I can't name all of them, but I, from almost every country, you've reached out and you've said thank you. We love President Trump. The world needs President Trump. And for those of you listening who may say, well, that's you know that's not true, Doug. Whatever, I don't think that's the truth. Just look at the news you saw all year last year. Not only did we see Trump parades and rallies in the United States, we saw them in countries across the globe. And COVID hits us all. And just a simple example about COVID. Why the flip-flopping back and forth about how to deal with it? The masks. Fauci says we need the mask. Fauci says next, the masks are no good. They don't work. The CDC says, yeah, you might need them. No, really, you don't. And why why do we have to wear the mask as we in a restaurant to walk to our table? But once we're at the table, we can take the mask off because COVID is, is of course for those of you who don't know limited to non-table areas. You, you know, if you sit at the table, COVID can't get you. What it's crazy, but but let me just say this: I've said this since March about the masks, and and here is the truth: evidence of the obvious is sufficient. Masks have never been about your health. They've never been about your health. They've been about enslavement to the mob, to the commu-socialist pursuit of your freedom and of your liberty. Masks are political signaling, ladies and gentlemen. They are a capitulation to the mob, and they are a sign of animus towards President Trump. Now, if you're from Raytown, Missouri... My friends in Europe, you'll have to look that up. If you're from Raytown, Missouri, animus means a sign of disrespect towards the president. OK, <laughs> thank you. It's it's a big bunch of it's actually I was reminded today, you know, I cruise. I have a page on Facebook at the right side with the Doug Billings. You can find me there. A couple of friends. I apparently and I had forgotten that I said this last year, March, February, uh, you know, April, something. I had claimed that. COVID-19 is going to be the biggest nothing burger in the history of hysteria. And it is, ladies and gentlemen. Well, Doug, there's 400,000 deaths. How can you claim that? Thanks, Rick. Thank you, Rick. Uh, There's not 400,000 deaths due to COVID-19. If you believe that, you are intellectually immature and you are enslaved to mass hysteria driven by mainstream media. I was let go from healthcare because of COVID, furloughed. We did a study in March on death certificates across the United States, at least. Back in that time, 70,000 deaths or something. I can't remember the exact. Look on my YouTube page. There's a show about it. Everybody was saying 75,000, something and something, something. Well, we did a study. And in those days, back in March, April, May, last year, 10,000 people. Not 70,000, 10,000 people. You see... 99% of everybody that they list COVID dies of something else, ladies and gentlemen. That's just the truth. But it's good for the last year I've lived rent-free in Rick's head. Now, I forgot about him. Saw it today on Facebook. I go, wow, that's interesting. COVID-19 is, in fact, the biggest nothing burger in the history of hysteria. People have died from it, no doubt. My mother, who's 81 and Alzheimer's, asthma, had it, never had any symptoms. She lived. I had it. Never took one pill of medicine. I took vitamin D, all right, but not prescribed medication. Lost my sense of smell and taste. Got over it. You see, 99.9% of us get over it unless you're over the age of 75, which ironically happens to be the natural average age death for folks in the United States. But thanks, Rick. Thanks a lot. Yeah, I noticed it. I noticed it. Crazy. So for those of you pursuing your degree in intellectual maturity, nothing burger. COVID-19. Don't forget it. All right. Living your life in liberty and in freedom means that we realize what President Trump has said all along, that the government is there to serve you. You are not there to serve the government. Why was it so important, I wonder? For the government that serves us, supposedly, to make such a big deal about the January 6th incident at the United States Capitol, the chaos at the Capitol. You know, when we look back over last summer and there was five billion dollars of damage done in cities in America that are that are managed and led by members of the Communist Socialist Party. You see, for people around the world, I want you to be clear on this. In American cities that were run and managed by Republicans, nothing happened. We were fine. We were good. In fact, those cities thrived. But in cities that are liberal, that are run by members of the Communist Socialist Party, they burned. And it was a summer of murder, rape, rioting, looting, arson, and anarchy. Oh, and toppling the statues of our history because, you know, we're basically and systemically a racist country, according to the communist socialists But when we have 100 people, <laughs> 100 people at the Capitol storm, you know, the, the Capitol, and by the way, led and managed and sponsored by Antifa and the Black Lives Matter movement, not Trump supporters. Now, a few Trump supporters did go in, and they shouldn't have, but they were let in. Everybody was let in. It was all set up. There was really no breaking and entering involved. And we have everybody's head exploding now. This was an insurgency. How dare they trample upon the sacred, you know, the, the, the sanctity of the capital? We're going, this is absolutely incredulous. And President Trump, it's your fault because you gave a speech that incited the, riot, the riots. All right. Time out, students. Let's go back to last summer when, in fact, the electoral base of the Communist Socialist Party was rioting and burning the streets of America in cities led and managed by the Communist Socialist Party. It was Kamala Harris, Joe Biden, members of the political upper class, the political elites of that party, and members of the celebrity class in this country who literally, and this is no joke, bailed out the anarchists the arsons, arsonists, and the felons from jail. Kamala Harris bailed them out. She set up GoFundMe accounts or some sort of an account to bail people out. True story. And yet this commu-socialist party has the gall, the audacity, to say that President Trump, in a speech that was perfect, President Trump is known for making perfect phone calls and delivering perfect speeches. Ladies and gentlemen, if the speech incited insurrection, let me ask you this going back to the impeachment trial, why is it you suppose that the speech itself was never entered into evidence in the impeachment trial? Because there was no incitement in the speech, ladies and gentlemen. You see, they're in such a hurry to rush the impeachment because of catastrophic fear of what this president can do to them, what he knows about them. Stolen laptops. Nancy Pelosi, I don't know how she sleeps at night. Why did the Communist Socialist Party sponsor, encourage, and propel the savagery of last summer and also condemn President Trump for a perfect speech. They never said a word, and you think that they didn't endorse it? Silence can be an endorsement just because they didn't come out and verbally say anything about it. Most of them said, this is nothing. The mayor of Seattle, Jenny Durkin, said, we're going to have a summer of love in Seattle. Look, everybody's just getting together. It was a summer of rape and murder. Insurrection. Right. It wasn't it wasn't Trump's speech. Not one word. You can look the speech up. Not one word. In fact, he in he encouraged peace. Come on, class. Evidence of the obvious. They are scared. This whole impeachment, the way that they've treated him the last four years. Catastrophic fear. Black Lives Matter, all of the donations from their website right to the Biden-Harris campaign. The optics. What about this summer? Just think of the sheer optics of the MAGA rallies that we saw. Millions of people across the country in total. Millions upon millions of people coming out to support President Trump at his rallies. You folks around the globe had your Trump rallies. We saw them on television. and We were proud and happy to, that you support President Trump the way you do. Joe Biden couldn't get too many vans and 15 people to show up. He stayed in his basement. Evidence of the obvious. You think it's possible for that to win a presidential campaign? If you do, you need to drop the class. You'll never be intellectually mature. But that's my message tonight. Hope. We have hope. There's lots going on that we don't know about. And we will just have to see what happens tomorrow. We'll just have to see. Maybe Biden gets appointed to the presidency, but how long will that last? What if we do surrender ourselves to faith, ladies and gentlemen? What if we do admit, finally, that this world is in need of a spiritual reawakening? Two friends tonight and I had a phone call. I was having my share of doubts and the enemy was working his way through my mind. Well, what am I going to do? And these two friends of mine, dear friends, walked me off that ledge. And that's why I wanted to speak to you tonight. I wanted to come and give you a sense of hope. Now, I don't have a crystal ball, but I have faith in God. I have faith that God created the Republic of America by inspiration through and His divine providence among the founding fathers of this country. And I don't believe for a second that God abandons anything that He starts. Of course, there might be trials and tribulations, but He won't abandon us. He's not going to let us get this far and just say, sorry, i let you have a taste of it, but now I'm just going to say so long. We don't have a cruel God. We have a loving God. And I think that President Trump has been called by God to be president of the United States at these times and for these issues. And the other side will laugh at that. But that's okay because, again, evidence of the obvious, ladies and gentlemen, the other side doesn't believe in God. And so they laugh and they scoff and they mock people like me and you when we mention that we have faith in God that he called President Trump. God is famous throughout the the millennia for calling imperfect, fallen people to be exactly the people that will rise up to leadership. And so I beseech you, I encourage you, I beg you to have hope and faith have hope and faith that something will happen, that President Trump has not yet done. The speech was interesting. Never mentioned the new administration by name. Mainstream media and the establishment won't tell us anything that's true. We can't depend on them. And I think that, as President Trump has always said or often says, Let's see what happens. It's always darkest before dawn, always darkest before the storm. We all feel like we're in a dark moment right now, but evidence of the obvious is sufficient. Remember, it only takes faith the size of a mustard seed to be able to move mountains. We will march forward no matter what happens. You and I will promise each other to have each other's back and to march forward with two things primarily. One, determined prayer. That's what we'll march forward with primarily. Determined prayer. And the second one, I've said it before, determined patriotism. Determined patriotism. We will not flinch. We will look and see the evidence of the obvious. We'll see what happens. And just whether or not, There will be a Biden presidency or not. And perhaps it's just true that Trump isn't, in fact, done yet. We will see. But even if Biden gets in tomorrow, how long will that presidency last? Not six months, if he gets in. All right. I promise you that I will pray for you. Please make sure that you listen to the program, subscribe to the program on the podcast and on YouTube. We have a GoFundMe page. I'm going to put it up. We need help to continue this conservative message. As I told you at the beginning, we are ranking in the top 10 in the United States for news and commentary podcasts. Uh, It's mind-blowing. And in Europe, I've seen the numbers and I'll put them up on the screen for you. Lots of countries loving the program in the top 10 and the top 20 in many countries across the planet. It's a blessing and an honor to have you here. Please subscribe. Please stop by often. Leave comments, please. Let's talk about this. I will try to respond to as many as I can. Be nice. Be respectful. And we will meet again right here on the right side with Doug Billings. Ladies and gentlemen, have faith, have hope, and have determined prayer coupled with determined patriotism. Cheers.